Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This podcast is sponsored by Talkspace. May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and Talkspace, the leading virtual therapy provider, is encouraging people to talk it out in therapy. By talking or texting with a supportive, licensed therapist at Talkspace, you'll gain insights, discover truths, and experience breakthroughs that will improve how you live and how you feel. With Talkspace, just answer a few questions online, and you'll be matched with a therapist. And because you'll meet your therapist online, you don't have to take time off work or arrange childcare. You'll meet on your schedule, whenever you feel most at ease. Plus, Talkspace works with most major insurers, and most insured members only pay a $25 copay or less. No insurance? No problem. If you want to make progress toward a mentally healthier place, Talkspace is here for you. Now get $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80 when you go to Talkspace.com. Match with a licensed therapist today at Talkspace.com. Save $80 with code SPACE80 at Talkspace.com. Welcome everyone to Spark My Muse. I am Lisa Colon Delay, and here is a lesson of Soul School. I don't even have the number to give you. That number will be listed on the episode, but I'm recording this ahead of time. And the one reason I'm doing that is because I'm taking a sabbatical. I'm taking a sabbatical from the typical things I do for Spark My Muse and that project I've been up to for almost eight years. In April 2015, I began Spark My Muse. And every single week, without fail, And sometimes twice a week, for about 18 months, twice a week, I've released episodes. And it's a lot of episodes. It's getting close to 500 episodes. And I wanted to take a trip to Puerto Rico. I'm going to be helping out volunteering there at a sustainable community and at a place called Mi Patria. I will be including all of these details in the show notes. And for people who support me, you'll get pictures and updates and everything. My heart is in Puerto Rico. And I realized that going there would be quite a strain to continue to put out episodes every week. One of the reasons is because power is not reliable in Puerto Rico. There is power outages even when there's no storms. The infrastructure is unreliable. And so I thought I might take this opportunity to record some things ahead of time and release them on a schedule and just take some time out to think, to rest, to recuperate to connect with other people, and to have more time that's analog time, that's not digital, that's not mediated by a screen. Really connect with nature, connect with other human beings and animals and plants, and just have a true sabbatical. It just feels good for the soul. So I hope you'll come along with me. Maybe this will inspire you to take your own sabbatical in whatever way that might look for you. And for some of these episodes now, in February and March anyway, I will be reading from my book, The Wildland Within. Just a few short readings and reflections to give you something to think about. I might not be posting every single week in February and March, but I have some guests coming along that I've recorded ahead of time that I'll be releasing. I know you're going to love them. 
Loretta Coleman Brown is one of them. Drew Jackson's one of them. Robert J. Monson and Audie Colber. All fantastic guests. So don't think I won't be posting anything during my sabbatical. I definitely will. One of the reasons why I wanted to read from The Wildland Within is because I have hopes to write again. I want to write another book that delves more deeply into some of the topics of The Wildland Within. I particularly want to talk about self-sabotage and violence against ourselves, which of course leaks out into the world at large, leaks out into our relationships, into social problems, into war, and all sorts of social diseases, if you will. But my book hasn't really sold enough copies that publishers are that interested in what I'm talking about and what I'm doing. But I know that people enjoy my book. People who've read it contact me and people tell me that it's helped them. But when it was released two years ago in April, it was in 2021 and people were literally afraid of losing their lives and losing their lives of their loved ones from the COVID pandemic. It was a time of really heightened vigilance and fear. And doing inner work, doing inner work was not at the top of the list for people, understandably. So I don't think that the book really had a chance. And so I'm kind of redoubling my efforts as the book celebrates its two years in the world as a toddler. I'm hoping that if you're hearing this, if you haven't bought the book, that you will buy the book, that you will buy it maybe for a friend of yours as a present, that you'll do the book together in a book club, revisit it, go back to it and read it again and introduce it to someone so that I have a chance to write more. My passion is doing spiritual formation work, inner work, and helping people come into wholeness for themselves, but also wholeness in their relationships. And that's because that has been my slow journey, a journey of healing, a journey of self-knowing, and knowing my true identity in my inherent worth as a holy child of God. I want that for everybody. I haven't arrived at anywhere yet. I'm still a pilgrim on this journey. But as I learn, I love to share. As I learn, I write. And I write a regular column at three-fifths online. I really enjoy that. Of course, my writing goes into these podcasts that I do. And I get a great deal of satisfaction with that. But if I hope to write again on another book contract, I will have to sell more copies of my first book. Because in the end, it's the accountants who make the decision. It comes down to the bottom line of profits. So I thank you for your support, whether you're listening to this or sharing what I do, whether you're buying my book or supporting me financially, in whatever way you support me. It is life-giving to me. It is encouraging. And I really do need your encouragement and support. It can be a very lonely thing to make podcasts and to do writing. It could be a very solitary thing. And for me as an extrovert, and I'm a connectional person, I will entertain too often thoughts of giving up and throwing in the towel. And it is not financially rewarding to write books. I'm still paying back my advance. So I haven't made any money at all from doing a book, but I have greatly enjoyed writing it and connecting with people. It is really, really worth it for that. The portion I'd like to read today is on page 170. It is in the section called Inviting Deep Listening. And when I say we're inviting deep listening, I'm not just speaking of when we deeply listen to other people, when we really pay attention. This is so rare today to really give people our full attention. We're very distractible. Our culture is very distracting. And to give someone your full attention is a really rare gift indeed. 
And when someone puts down everything they're doing and turns their attention to you, it feels like an honor. I'm actually speaking of firstly, deep listening to ourselves. And that might even be harder than listening to someone else because our minds might be racing. We might be anxious. We might be preoccupied. We might be distracting ourselves as a neurotic way of coping with the things we don't want to deal with. So deeply listening to ourselves can sometimes incite in us uncomfortable things. And we have to hold space for that and and we have to be okay with feeling uncomfortable until we can listen to the deeper things that are stirring within us and get down to more elemental things within us. Sometimes those things need healing. Sometimes those things need homecoming. Sometimes those things need deep, deep embrace. So the challenge about inviting deep listening is to first of all, know that we need to do it and then reflect on that and make time for it and make it habitual. That way it stands a chance of changing us. For deep listening, I use my mentor, Parker J. Palmer, who is a Quaker. And the Quakers are all about sitting in silence and listening, listening very deeply, letting the spirit move. Be a good listener. On page 171, it says, be a good listener. Parker Palmer advises us to retrain ourselves and our desires to impose our will to tell our stories or to instruct when we are part of a community in conversation. When we hold space for someone, even ourselves, we listen deeply without judgment and without offering criticism or advice. Then the truth can surface for itself and we can truly allow another person or ourselves to be seen and heard. Only at this point of engaged and innocuous presence, deep listening with others Will the wild animal of one's soul not be frightened back into the forest? This is also how we befriend ourselves and others in new ways and find greater wholeness. John O'Donohoe wrote of this kind of listening and acceptance beautifully. Quote, When you learn to love and let yourself be loved, you come to the hearth of your own spirit. You're warm and sheltered. You're completely at one in the house of your own longing and belonging. The next section is called finding social support. Social support is not the same as proximity to others or chit-chatting with a friend. Being truly heard and seen by people around us and feeling that we are held in someone else's mind and heart run much deeper than ordinary conversation. It also requires reciprocity in which the wealth of support is shared. This is the kind of social support that brings true transformation and healing. For our psychology to calm down, heal, and reintegrate, we need a visceral feeling of safety. No doctor can write a prescription for friendship and love, where these feelings may be created and sustained. These are complex and hard-earned capacities. We may need to start small, one confident at a time over a long time, years, Finding friends or professionals we can trust to help with our mutual healing process is critical. Trauma happens within the context of relationships and communities, and our healing needs to emerge from communities and relationships too. In these places, we must find safe and healthy ways to build trust, process pain, and gain new ground 
among and through social contexts, sharing with others what you fear and your process through the fire bogs or shadowy lands within empowers others tremendously. We need to find a fitting group to support us in which we can support others. Sharing also gives you more courage to continue the journey through the wild land within. When you share your experiences of using the interior space for centering down, for example, or of the way that solitude exposed locked away fears and pains, you will find that others may have had similar experiences. Not only that, but many people will express how grateful they are that you have shared so vulnerably. How good to give a testimony about the ground we've covered. When we witness the pain in ourselves and in each other, we heal together. Sharing gives us all more determination. It inspires others to explore their own tricky grounds. Courage is what we have in the presence, not the absence of our fears. Though we usually don't realize it at the time, fear always presents a fiercer visage than is really there. Just a bit of reflection on that. I think we live in times where it's possible to seclude ourselves from a lot of different discomforts that relate to social situations. We don't have to go shopping. We can get things delivered. We can do the drive-through. We don't actually have to interact with other people. And we can kind of be commanders of our own lives and have a kind of dashboard lifestyle where we have some insulation against the discomforts of interaction. The problem with that is, is that as social mammals, we need to know who we are by seeing ourselves mirrored in other people. We have a lot of mirror neurons that if they're not put to use, we lose ourselves. We don't even understand how we feel. This is why, strangely, when people get a lot of Botox and their faces don't emote emotions, we don't know how we feel around them because we don't see our own feelings mirrored back to us. It is a strange thing. Social mammals have evolved so long to understand who we are through the context of social engagement that when that's cut off or diminished a great deal, we lose it a little bit. We can go mentally ill or just have trouble navigating the world in the same sorts of ways, navigating ourselves in the same healthy ways. And we can feel a little lost, a little confused, a little restless. So in my book, I bring out that We can't do self-help, really. It's an illusion. We can be helped with and through other people, and they are helped with and through us. Thank you for persisting through this episode. I will be doing another reading from the book. I will do another reading from the book that is the next section from what I just read, and I hope you will tune in for that. Thank you so much for listening to Spark My Muse. Please share it with someone and support this work if you can. Go to sparkmymuse.com to get started. Blessing and peace to you.
save big on brunch for mom all in the kroger app get half gallons of delicious kroger milk for 129 each then get flavorful tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for 249 a pound all with your card and a digital coupon Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.